This is HPR episode 2766 entitled Disk Enumeration on Linux. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 24 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Klaatu reviews the various commands used to enumerate drives on Linux. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Everyone, this is Klaatu. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio, and this is how to enumerate disks on Linux. This is something that um, I feel has evolved over time, and, and it's something that I'm I, I kind of covered in another show that I do called GNU World Order. It's a different podcast, and I I'm kind of repeating content for Hacker Public Radio, which I don't normally do. I try to keep the two shows rather separate, but this uh, experience on GNU World Order really sort of opened up my eyes to how some old Unixy utilities that maybe I learned 10 years ago now have um, have better versions now like they've they've they have maybe not become deprecated they've maybe not become improved but there are newer things that possibly are a little bit more useful than the ones that I knew so for instance um, there it's a pretty common thing in in Linux to need to or want to know where a where a device has been attached or or what a device is called on the system now i i understand on windows for instance there are device letters that somehow get assigned and i'm not clear on what those are i mean i mean i know what the letters are there's a and b and c and d and e and f and all the way through z i'm assuming i don't know how those get assigned i understand that c is i think the the first assignable drive for whatever reason or it's the boot drive or something like that and on linux it's similar to that uh in in principle and the 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 idea being there are devices that are attached there are block devices that are attached to your computer and they get assigned some designation so there's slash dev slash sda sdb sd uh, sdc sdd and so on sd being the 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 term that this group of or that this device group inherited uh, after the original HD, I think original, HDA, HDB, HDB, HDC, and so on. I don't remember what H was supposed to stand for. Probably hard drive A, maybe? I don't know. I'm making that up. And then SD, I think, came along when SCSI drives became prevalent or something like that. And and you'll see other ones, VDA, VDB, VDC, for virtual disk in a virtual machine sometimes. So... It doesn't really, I mean, it's just a bunch of designators, really, and as long as you know that the things exist, that, that the designator exists, then you know that that's where the, the device is attached. And there, I should even mention, like others, like MMC, BLK, for um, SD cards sometimes. So it, there's, it's not necessarily, um, I guess, what you would call standard, although, I mean, it's standardized, but it's not, it's not necessarily completely predictable. And and it can't really be because it depends on how your computer or or what the how the operating system parses what is physically attached to it. So there are times where you need to know what those things you know what has been just attached to your computer. If you've plugged in a thumb drive, for instance, and you want to put an 
op a bootable operating system on that thumb drive, for instance, then you need to know which where that thumb drive is located and so that you can target it effectively. Or it doesn't even have to be a thumb drive, really. You could maybe rebooted your computer so that you can install Linux onto that computer. Uh, the problem is you don't know which drive you want to install it onto, or, or you don't know the, the drive, really. And maybe there are, if it's a desktop or a laptop with several drive bays, maybe you want to install it onto one drive but not the other, and so on. So there are reasons that you need to know where drives are. And I feel like in the old days, there were some sort of rules of thumbs on how to, on how to, to determine those designators. And there are some new tools that make it maybe even easier to determine where those things are and certainly to interact with them. So the, the most basic, sort of flipping this on its head of saying, oh, there are some new, really new tools that you can use. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of start at the basic. I won't go too deep into detail because that is, as I say, not the point. But if you do like an LS on uh, LS space, if you open a terminal and then just as a normal user, just LS space slash dev slash, so that's D-E-V and then slash, and then, for instance, SD, and then maybe an asterisk, then you'll get a list of, of drives that are, or block devices, I should say, that are, that, that your computer can, can detect. Now, right now, I've got everything from SDA to SDA1, SDA2, SDB, SDC, SDC1, all the way up to SDF1. And the principle here is that the device itself gets the designation, so devs SDA, for instance, and then the partitions within that device are labeled numerically. So you have SDA1 and SDA2 being probably like a, a boot partition and maybe a home partition or something like that. Something uh, even more partitioned would be my SDD drive, which SDD1, SDD2, 3, 4. So I've got, I know that one of those is my home, one of those is my var, one of those is my temp, and so on. So that's just kind of that's the that's what's going on in the background, and that is certainly one way to f to to determine where things are located, right? If you do an ls slash dev slash sd asterisk, then you see that you've got all those devices, and then if you plug in, I'm going to grab a thumb drive for demonstration purposes here. So if you plug in a a, a thumb drive, so you you've you've done your ls on dev slash sd asterisk. Then you plug in a thumb drive, for instance, and then you do it again. Well, now I have an SDG item in, listed in the results. If I compare my new results to my old results, the old results stopped at SDF. The new result goes all the way up to SDG. I think I know where my thumb drive that I've just plugged in to my computer is located, and that would, of course, be SDG. Okay, so that's that's kind of one way to 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 learn that information, and and it is it is functional. It does it does sort of it does the job. There's another kind of old school method I feel, and that is the tool FDisk. So FDisk is uh, I don't know actually what that stands for. FDisk manipulate disk partition table. That's just FDisk. I don't know if it stands for anything at all. So anyway, FDisk um, dash dash list provides a rather verbose listing of all the all the disks attached to your system. It is pretty useful if you do um, fdisk dash dash list and then pipe it to less, for instance. You'll see that it starts out, well, at least mine starts out with some RAM disks, dev RAM 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 
8, 9, wow, there's a bunch of them. Those are all auto-generated, I didn't make those. And then there are things like Dev SDC, and it tells you, well, that's 111.8 gigabytes. This many bytes, this many sectors. The units are sectors of 1 times 512 for 512 bytes. Sector size, logical, physical, 512 bytes. And so on and so on. And it gives you a unique ID. It gives you the disk identifier. It tells you the disk label type. GPT or I guess the other one's probably, yeah, DOS. Um, and then it, it kind of breaks down the partitions within those. So there's dev SDC1, starts at 2048, ends at... 206847, it is an EFI system partition. And SDC2 starts at 206848 and goes all the way up, and it's 111.7 gigabytes, and it's the Linux file system, and so on. So you get that for every single device plugged into your, uh, attached to your computer right now. And so that's pretty useful. That's some pretty good output there, really. What you'll notice uh, is not included in this in this output is whether or not any of those are actually currently mounted for instance so these these drives may are clearly attached to your to your drive but are they are they active are they mounted anywhere on your system it doesn't tell you that kind of information it's very much just a sort of a almost a forensic tool you know it's it's that level of detail so that's f disk so I'll exit out of root for that, and that's a good one. Now, um, some of the newer tools that I've kind of discovered more recently, and I don't know if that's because they are new tools or because it's just because nobody ever talked about them, but these are good ones. So LSBLK is a really, really useful useful one. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we get into LSBLK, I should just mention mount, because mount, if you just type in mount, it tells you what drives are currently mounted on your system. And so that's a, a very good breakdown of what's actually in use. So, for instance, I just typed in mount, and it looks like slash dev slash sdc2 is my root partition. It says on slash, so it's mounted at the, the beginning of my my file system, type ext4, proc on slash proc, sysfs on slash sys, and so on. And here's slash dev slash sdd1 on var, sdd2 on temp, sdd3 on opt, sdd4 on home, and then sdc1 on slash boot slash efi type uh, fat, v vfat, and then some other stuff about uh, some virtual user uh, fuse file systems, rather. So there you go. That's, that's mount, and that is useful. But the other one that I've, the, the newer ones that I've found are, for instance, LSBLK. If you type that in, it tells you each, the, the name of each device. So under name, it's SDA, and then under SDA, it shows me that there's an SDA1 and an SDA2. SDB, SDBC, 1 and 2, and so on. In addition to that, uh, in, 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 other columns, it tells me information such as the size of the drive. So that's really, really handy. It just kind of gives you a nice little summary right there. So SDA, uh, SDA is a 2.7 terabyte drive, SDA1 being 23.3 gigabytes, and SDA2 being 2.7 terabytes. Are they mounted? Well, it tells you, well, what type is it? So th this is a disk. It tells you SDA is a disk, and then SDA1 and 2, it tells you is a, it, those are part partitions. And then, is it mounted? Well, this is this, this is not. SDA, SDA is not mounted right now. So then there's SDB, that's not mounted either. SDC 
is mounted, it is, again, SDC1 is slash boot slash EFI, it is 100 megabytes in size, it is a partition, SDC2 is 111.7, it is mounted as, uh, as root. So there's a nice breakdown of, of everything that is attached and everything that is mounted or not mounted. So now if I take out my sample thumb drive here, then I get LSBLK, and it stops once again at SDF, meaning that yes, indeed, the thumb drive that I plugged in was SDG. So that's useful because it, it, it confirms, I'm going to plug it back in now, confirms that the, the thing that you are possibly targeting is the thing that you think it is, tells you where that is, and it also tells you the size. So if I happen to know that I've got an 8 gigabyte thumb drive here and I'm plugging it into my computer, then I get to see that, yeah, a new entry has has been added, SDG and SDG1. It is a disk and a partition, and the, the total size is 7.5 gigabytes. So that's just kind of extra confirmation, especially if you have a couple of thumb drives. You know, if you've got one 8 gig, you've got one 64 gig, whatever, then, then you can really zero in on something. I mean, arguably, if you're doing something very destructive, you should have as few things plugged into your system as possible just to really, really avoid mistakes. And I encourage you to take that to heart, but that's not always possible. So having that extra level of confirmation that, yes, this is a thumb drive, this is 8 gigabytes, it's it's really, truly the one that you think it is. I mean, the, the only thing that could, could, could possibly be better is if the thumb drive had an LED on it and I was a able to flash the LED. That is not true with that particular thumb drive anyway, so I don't even know if that's within the, the scope of, of, of being able to being wished for. So... So that's the lsblk command. It is, um, it's, it's pretty useful. I use it um, pretty much all the time, and I kind of just use it like that, lsblk. Now, there are a bunch of different, there, there are lots of different options that you can use along with it to get more information. So for instance, lsblk-f, or uh, the long, the, the long um, command is dash dash fs, so that's output outputs info about file systems. Um, and what that does is it tells you the FS type, it tells you a label, if there is a label, and it tells you the UUID, and of course the mount point as well. So in, in this case, I've got my SDG thumb drive here, and, and that's kind of nice because it tells me that uh, the SDG thumb drive itself is... Um, so the partition table for, for or the yeah the partition table for SDG, or rather the FS type for the SDG drive itself is UDF. I don't know why um, why I did that. Um, this is just something that I made quickly for this demo. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to see w what kind of remnants I left behind. The label is BSD because the thumb drive itself, if you were to see it in person, it, it says. It's a BSD Foundation uh, USB drive, so it's got so it was labeled USB, and I never bothered changing that. Then SDG1, the partition is file system EXT4, and its label is white 8 GB because it is physically it's colored white. It is eight gigabytes, and so sometimes looking at this kind of information gives you maybe more information than than even what you're looking for. Like for instance, I didn't I didn't think that I might have left a bunch of cruft on here from from when it was a UDF drive. Uh, I just assumed that I'd made a EXT4 drive, but obviously I had not, so now I know. And, and that could cause problems for compatibility and stuff. 
in theory. So that that's something um, to know about, and it's something useful. Uh, you can also get, you can also control, well, you can certainly do full device paths, which is kind of interesting, so that just sort of explicitly tells you, yes, this is at slash dev slash SDA. Uh, and you can also get all of this information formatted as JSON, you can get it in uh, key value pairs, and so on. So, kind of kind of a, a useful command, and man lsblk will give you lots of different different options if if you want them. In other words, it is not a, it's not one of those super basic commands. It, it is, it's, it's got a couple of niceties in there that you might be able to, to use. Okay, so in, including sorting, you can sort by specific columns and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a, a lot of good options there. So that's lsblk. And then I think the one that I'm probably most excited about, and this is kind of the one that made me think to do this episode itself, is called udisks. So on my system, for whatever reason, U-Disks, I have, I have two U-Disks installed. I have U-Disks 1 and U-Disks 2. U-Disks 1 gives you a command called U-Disks, and that is just the letter U and then the word disks, U-Disks. U-Disks 2, the, the package that got installed, is um, it, it provides a different command called U-Disks control, or U-Disks CTL, I guess. So they're really, really similar, and I have to admit that I honestly prefer the first, the U-Disks, that command. The interactivity of that command, or I guess the, yeah, the way that you interact with it is, to me, a lot more reasonable. But maybe it's just my use case, I don't know. But I'm going to go through really quickly some of the nice things about U-Disks, which, again, I apologize, I've actually done this on GNU World Order already. If you've already heard it, you can skip ahead a little bit, or you can just just bear with it because it's it won't take too much time. So Udisks can be used as a user, which I think in itself is is significant because a, a lot of kind of disk interactive uh, interaction software it, it requires you to have root permissions. And at least on my system with with my groups, uh, and I'm I'm in things like users. I'm in plug dev is probably the one that gives me access to all this stuff. I would have to verify that, but I'm I'm assuming that's what that's for. I mean, certainly plug dev is for um, for other udev stuff, so I think it's probably for this as well. So udisks as normal user dash dash monitor space slash dev drops you down into kind of a monitoring mode, as the name suggests, or as the the subcommand the option suggests. And if you, uh, for instance, plug a drive into the computer, then it tells you, hey, you've just plugged in a drive at dev sdg or sd h or whatever whatever it has it has detected so that's really useful for dynamically getting confirmation that when you plug that thumb drive in or that hard drive in that that is exactly the designation that it has earned you press control c to get out of there and if you if you're not if you can't remember what you just saw or whatever you can do an enumerate udisks dash dash enumerate and that lists all the drives for you uh it does so in a completely uh, non-sorted way. I don't really know why it's why it can't sort it correctly there. But if you pipe it through sort, then you get it in a nice normal kind of flow in SDA, SDA one, two, B, C, and so on down to G one for me. So there you get confirmation of of well the same sort of thing that you got from listing the slash dev directory or doing an LSBLK. And admittedly, this isn't all that much more information, but at least you can just kind of it's a good way to get a list, just a raw list of what is plugged in. You can do a similar thing, which is um, dash dash 
show-info on a device and get all kinds of information about that. So this is sort of similar in functionality to the fdisk um, dash dash list, although I'm doing it on one device. And it gives you all kinds of information about it, including the, the, the device file, so that's slash dev slash sdg1. You get the, the, um, the, the device by ID, by path, when it was attached or when it was detected anyway. You get what the label is, if there's a label, what kind of file system is there, the block size, the size of the disk, and so on. So it's really a pretty good analog to fdisk-list. So here's the cool thing, though. If I do udisks um, and then dash dash mount slash dev slash sdg1, it mounts the drive for me at slash media slash white 8 GB without me having to create that mount point. That is not a mount point that I've ever made. That's just something that it dynamically created for me, and it has attached the drive there. So if I open up a file manager, I can go to, I can look for the drive. Here it is, white 8 GB, and there it is. It's in slash media white 8 GB, and I can click around and look at files, and it's all there, just as one would expect. And that's that's all done as a as a normal user. There's no root files, no root permissions required or used so far. You can do the opposite, which is udisks dash dash unmount slash dev slash sdg1, and that does exactly what you would expect it to do, which is to unmount the, the that device. Those are obviously all commands, and there are quite a few good little uh, GUI disk tools that you could use. There's certainly uh, gparted, which is uh, pretty powerful. There's KDE Partition Manager for KDE, and then there's GNOME Disks, which is quite nice as well. So if if you're just not sure what you're seeing on a command line, can't, can't quite make heads or tails of all the strings of letters and locations and paths, then sometimes using a GUI tool is just easier. You can kind of visualize and, and really see what the computer is, I'll say, consciously aware of. Meaning that sometimes on the on in in a terminal, you'll see stuff that now you can confirm that the thing is there, but that doesn't mean the computer is agreeing with you, or at least the part of the computer that you maybe normally interact with. So maybe something isn't being read correctly. It, it's great to be able to see to to confirm through U disks or through LS block or whatever, that yes, that drive is there. It doesn't necessarily mean that that drive is being recognized by parts of the computer that you want to use it with. So that's sometimes kind of a, a good a good thing to fall back on as well, all the GUI programs. Again, those are gparted, KDE Partition Manager, and GNOME Disks. There are lots of other great tools for disk identification and disk manipulation. I haven't covered them all. I've, I'm really just trying to favor the, the ones that I think are probably the most immediately useful. And the most immediately useful, frankly, I think, is, is U-Disks. I think that one's a really useful tool to have, especially since you can do it all from the user rather than going through root, which maybe that matters, maybe it doesn't. It just kind of depends on your setup. But I, I, I find that pretty handy. But hopefully this has taught you about maybe a new tool or two or a new trick here and there. If you have any other cool disk-related tips and tricks, be sure to record an episode and tell everyone about it. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. 
We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.